USA Wealth Group Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance and Pete Lance are your hosts for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Money Wise. We have a very special topic today that concerns so many people listening, and the subject is college financing, college funding, how expensive it is. How do you pay for college without bankrupting generations, basically? So my name is Ray Lance, and welcome to Money Wise, and with me this morning is Pete Lance. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And Pete is our resident securities advisor. And what's your official title, Pete? Investment advisor representative. Okay. And also with us this morning is Kim Gioso, who's our marketing director and radio operator. And she does a lot of really special things for us here. So good morning to you. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, everyone. Now you're here as a special guest this morning because why? Because I have four children. I have three in college. One just graduated college. Holy cow. Well, you know, today, if you don't have some kind of a unusual private source of financing, you're really in trouble when it comes to college because it's very, very expensive. And it, I'll tell you, it's a lot more expensive than it was when I went to college, um, you know, generations ago, many years ago, actually. Yeah, the prices just keep increasing. It's getting really crazy. We were talking about it the other day uh, during a, a normal staff meeting, marketing meeting, and Kim was talking about how expensive it's gotten. Oh, it's nuts. So since uh, 1963, for example, and I was actually in school at around that time. Let's see, I see if I can search my memory banks and remember when I graduated from college. I remember it was 1966 I graduated <laughs> from college. Well, since that time in 1963, and even after adjusting for currency inflation, college tuition has gone up 747%. That's crazy. Incredible. It really is. And there's been a lot of stories lately in the newspaper and the press talking about how it's difficult for colleges to try to meet their quotas of recruiting new students. Students can't afford it. They're really afraid of having student loans that they're not going to be able to afford to pay or they're asking themselves if i go to college and i end up with hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loans how can i possibly work how can i possibly pay off my student loans so we're going to talk about some of those things today but college tuition has gone up much much more drastically than i think probably almost anything else in this country and i see more and more articles and just people talking about it in general on facebook and you know just in general conversations, the debate about whether you know college is worth it, and we have a whole article here about whether college is worth it or not. Uh, for the most part, yes, it is, as long as who is going, higher education is worth it, um, knows what they want to do with that degree and that they have a clear course in mind of, of where they're heading and what they're doing. Um, if they don't, then I would certainly, you know, I don't see any problem with somebody taking, what do they call it, not a... a Liberal arts? No, a year off. Gap year. Gap year, thank gap you. Year. I knew there was a term for it. I couldn't think yeah. of it. Um, a gap year usually means for many people that they will never go back to school. Yeah, it's hard to return if you do that. Uh, I had that situation with your sister, my daughter. She currently has a law degree. Um, she's a stay-at-home mom at the moment, but uh, she wanted to take a year off between college and law school. And I said, if you do that, you're probably never going to go back to graduate school, to law school, and I'll continue to help pay for it, but only if you stay in school, because you'll you'll never go back. So she did, she stayed in school, and she did work for a little over 10 years as a lawyer, but now she's got two fairly young children at home, and she's taking care of them. I'm not sure what she'll do in her future, that's up to her. Yeah, no, and uh, I personally, I believe, I guess, that that's probably accurate, that if you're going to take a gap year, that it might lead to more and maybe a gap two year or longer. <laughs> but I Ten also years. feel pretty strong that 
if somebody is just going to college for the sake of going to college and just sort of coasting by and not really sure what they want to do, it might not be the worst idea. Right. I see a trend, though, that a lot of kids are going for their first year to a community college mm -hmm. because it's a lot cheaper. Right. And they get their electives taken care of. They get their GPA up, which leads to more money, scholarship yep. money, and then they go to college. So. Well, when you think about it, what does college do for you? Number one, it teaches you to think. Number two, it expands your total knowledge base so you are smarter because you learn more. And people don't tend to study on their own without going to college. They just don't. You get too Usually, wrapped up in that's, life. That's a little general, bit of a generalization. There's some people throughout history and some people I know personally who are just as smart, if not smarter than any of the smartest people I've ever known who went to college and it's just because they like to read a lot and they you know self-study and they're just intelligent. <laughs> well my own father went to um, 10th grade he, and that's all and then he went into the Marine Corps after that and he spent uh, 20 plus years in the Marines and then he went to work for an insurance company and he ended up being the director of their whole uh, maintenance department with about a hundred employees and he ended up with social security and a military pension and an insurance company pension. So he did okay. Well, that was also a lot different with that generation. Yes. That generation, you know, very few of his age did go to college. Right. And then it sort of became the thing in, you know, the 60s and beyond where you had to go to college. And now I think that we're doing a backwards transition again where a lot of people are thinking, gee, do I have to go to college? Should I go to college, especially if I don't know what I want to do? Or go to a vocational school, or go into the military service, or do other kinds of things. There's many options. There's a real shortage of, you know, trade, the you know, plumbing, electric, you know, um, handyman, handywomen, carpentry, all that. There's a real shortage. Mm -hmm. But I do see that a lot more people are going that route instead of spending the money on college. Then there's the robots. Yeah. The robots are taking over, right? You think a robot plumber will ever come to your house? No, I wouldn't let him in. <laughs> My youngest is, uh, he might be studying artificial intelligence in college. Good. Uh, Future. You know, it's it's really funny how quickly that has come on to mm -hmm. That and public, cybersecurity. Yeah, That's public consciousness. I mean, literally, truly, a year ago, you didn't hear anything about artificial intelligence. And now you can't pick up a paper any single day without seeing something further about artificial intelligence. Yeah, and it's literally just been in the last month or so where it's just really overwhelming us. It's just everywhere. All you see and all you hear is AI this, AI that. Um, Google is now using AI. Um, anytime I Google something over the past month, it says AI is generating this and it will have an AI generated answer before you get to the regular Google answers. Mm. Well, it's interesting, you know, when you think about the future, Kim and, and uh, Pete and myself, it's interesting because, you know, what's the future going to be like? Are we going to have artificial intelligence politicians? Wait a minute, that's, that's maybe a good idea. I think we need that. Yeah, what do you think? Not a bad idea. <laughs> um, well, who knows what the future's going to be. But you know what? How, how many times over the years have you made fun and yelled at kids for getting off the video games? Mm -hmm. Too much time in the video games. Who do you think is running the drones tonight or today that are conducting all the wars that we're having? Right. You know, they're delivering bombs by and weapons by drones. They're doing uh, intelligence and cameras and so forth with drones. Who do you think the drone operators are? All the kids that were playing video exactly. games. Exactly. <laughs> they actually have a, um, you know, a course in college for eSports. eSports? eSports, which is gaming. Hmm. <laughs> I was so surprised myself. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I'll have yeah. to think about some of the things that existed maybe when I went to college that seemed unusual then. but. Probably not too much. Well, I watched a movie recently, and we're going way off topic with college funding right. and college planning, but uh, Gran Turismo, and it's a video game that a Japanese inventor created um, with not just the video game itself, but uh, you know, a steering wheel and pedals and everything else to make it seem like you're really immersing yourself in the game. Mm -hmm. And he purposely designed it because he wanted it to be such a realistic um, experience to the point that you could actually translate that to real life situations. And Nissan, was it? I think it was Nissan, 
put together a team of video gamers who had been the top of their video game with this Gran Turismo game and put them into real world race cars and real racing and they actually did pretty pretty good. Mm. Well, that's interesting. Well, when I was in high school, actually starting in high school, I was very interested in the subject of utopian societies, you know, perfect worlds and like Brave New World and some of the other futuristic novels that we're talking about what the future was going to be like. And I thought that was pretty special back then, but it's amazing how many things that were written about, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago that are here right now and things that we just cannot imagine. But I do want to mention something that we do have. We have something called the Savvy Parents Guide to Cutting College Costs. This is one of the major publication companies that uh, we work with and we do material on social security from them. We've got some great social security guides, but if anybody's interested in having a copy of the Savvy Parents Guide to Cutting College Costs, and it talks about how do you pay for it today, uh, different kinds of federal government assistance like Pell Grants and uh, federal supplemental education opportunity grants. Tax credits, parent borrowing limits. It's got scholarships. a ton of information in here. It's a really nice trifold, double-sided, hard cardstock laminated. Well, I've been uh, thrilled and pleased to work on several scholarship committees over my career. I'm stepping down from one right now just to give somebody else the opportunity. But if you want a copy of this, give us a call at 508-998-8858. We'll be happy to send it to you. We'd prefer that you come in and pick it up because that way we can give you some additional material as well. We sort of have a rule that we only give out one thing at a time. But if you'd like to make an appointment to see us and talk about college financing or retirement planning, which we do a lot of, call us. It's uh, that simple. Yeah, so bottom line is we're going to get into some um, planning that you can do as a parent or uh, as a grandparent. Uh, or if you're a younger listener and you're thinking about going to college on your own, what can you do to save for college and the different pros and cons of each one? So we're going to talk about the basics, pre-college decisions, choosing a college, all about loans, special circumstances, and different things that you need to know for college financing. And surprisingly, don't be afraid to put your money parents into retirement plans because those will not count against you when you go to apply for financial aid. So stay tuned, we get a lot to talk about and we will be right back after a short break. You're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, hosted by Ray Lance and Pete Lance. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508-998-8858. And now, Back to Money Wise with the Money Guys. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Money Wise. And today we're going to be talking about money parents because Peter was confused <laughs> about money parents. What I was saying was, parents, don't forget to put your money aside for your own retirement accounts into IRAs and 401ks and so forth because that's money you're going to need for your own retirement and it will not count against your student who wants to go to college. Yeah, that's certainly one of the big tips that we have is to put that money into 401ks and other retirement plans because that doesn't qualify um, as assets with a FAFSA form. FAFSA forms, those are fun. What is a FAFSA form? <laughs> it's a federal financial student aid. Is that what it's called? I don't even know. Free God. federal student aid. Uh, Free financial student aid form. They're not really that complicated. <laughs> they're just annoying and lengthy. And um, I've only done one for my oldest. Um, oldest what, dog? <laughs> yes. Oh. He's at Canine University. Okay. <laughs> no, um, it, it really is. It's not necessarily difficult. I've actually had clients offer to pay me to um, help them with the FAFSA yeah. form just because it's, it nervous. was confusing for them. And you have to do it every year. 
and you have your child in college you have to renew it you've had a lot of experience with this haven't I you? I have and every year it's so frustrating <laughs> because I get booted off and then I it doesn't take the password and I have to reset everything it and, really is one oh of the most gosh, frustrating it really things is, but well it's like everything else today that's bureaucratic so we're not going to get into real specific details about your own personal resources <laughs> for mm-hmm. finance in oh, college because yeah. that's mm-hmm. not for public consumption right however um, Suffice it to say that it's a very complicated process. So let me just come back to this main tip to give you today. If you can save more money in a 401k now, it can actually help college financial aid for your child because it does not count against you. The government at least recognizes that you're going to need your own money for retirement. So um, this FAFSA form that we were just talking about, the uh, Free Application for Federal Student Aid, FAFSA, um, they collect two years of information of two years of activity before the application. So if you put money into your own retirement account, it's not gonna impact your financial aid award. Yeah, so those FAFSA forms are really challenging, um, as you said. There, it's really not that complicated necessarily, but the, it's just a lot of headaches, and there always seems to be issues with logging in, like you said, and, and it's mostly just lengthy and annoying. Um, but if you do have any questions, we can try to help guide you through any difficulties that you might be having. I want to come back for one second to the putting money aside for a 401k. Because they collect information from two years before the application, if you put more money into your retirement account this particular year, it's not going to impact your award for the year 2024-2025, but it may have some impact on the year after that. Mm -hmm. So you you have to be careful about that. The rules are complicated. Uh, We can give you copies of this article. This comes from an article uh, last October 2023 in the Wall Street Journal. And we've got a lot of information that we're happy to share with you. I'm still amazed by that first um, statistic that you had at the beginning. 747% increase in tuition since 1963. That's insane. Um, One thing that we would like to mention, we are usually bad at um, mentioning this, but the show is brought to you each and every week by USA Wealth Group. It is never... Um, a cost for you to sit down and meet with us, uh, especially the initial meeting. And the office number to do that is 508-998-8858. We also are happy to do a phone call or a Zoom meeting if you want to schedule some time with us. We're happy to help. So coming back to let's start out with the basics of is college worth it? Um, A lot of people are very directed. They know exactly what they want to do. They have a particular college program in mind. I did not. I was a liberal arts major. I majored in English literature. And you say, well, what do you do with that? Well, you could be a teacher, you could teach school, or an employer for a company that you went to work for would recognize perhaps that you've got a good all-around education, you've learned how to think, you've learned how to read and reason, and therefore you're worthy of being hired for something. But um, the overwhelming evidence is still that a college education does provide economic as well as non-economic benefits. It helps you to, to learn, it helps you to understand things, it helps you to understand history, and that's important, right? Yeah, and this study, this article, uh, did show that um, nearly all public and private nonprofit colleges leave students better off financially than similar adults who didn't continue their studies after high school. Um, So overall, you know, for the most part, generally, you will make out better by earning more. You'll make more money. By going going to college in the long run. There's also something uh, called College Scorecard, and it's actually maintained by the Education Department, and it includes uh, data such as how much a college typically costs to attend after financial aid, how much of a college students graduate on time, how much they have to borrow to attend, how many repay their loans. Um, it basically looks like it's you know like not necessarily a report card, but a report on each college, and you can go school by school depending on where you or your 
son or grandson or granddaughter are looking to go. Mm -hmm. So on the whole, um, having a college education does help most people financially to do better in life and arguably to enjoy life more. So if you're a teenager, you know, why do you want to think about these things? Well, is it important to you to graduate if you end up with a lot of college debt, college loans? Um, do you still have any college loans? I do. Okay. And um, I know several people in this office right now that have college loans still. So it takes time to pay them off. It does generally, again, outweigh, you know, the, the student debt does um, get paid off and you're going to make more money usually, but boy, it sure does last forever. Um, in 1990, they did a study that showed that a California worker, just as an example, with a bachelor's degree earned 39% more than one with a high school diploma. And in 31 years, that difference went from 39% to 62%. Well, I think one of the things we're seeing right now is that there's a lot more interest in parents and students to have kids go to public universities where the cost is less than private universities. So you can save money for college. It's hard to do. Um, I personally paid myself uh, to go to college. I paid my own way to go to college. My parents, I think, paid about $2,000 total. I paid everything else hmm. by jobs, working, and student loans. Well, and again, we talk about this all the time, but everybody that we meet with is different. Every situation is different. Um, you may be from a family that's just blue collar and your children are going to be blue collar and that's phenomenal. We, um, you know, applaud those people and we need those people. Um, my own situation, my own family life, my oldest decided to go to college and did okay his first semester. Um, and then he dropped out and decided that college wasn't for him. And so that's what he's doing now is not going to college. So he's been on much more than a gap year and he talks from time to time about maybe going back, but who knows. Um, and then my middle child is uh, a senior at Voke, and he is in the plumbing department and absolutely loves it. And at least as of now, has no interest at all in going to college, even though he's very bright. He's a math whiz and just smart in general. But he's also number one in his class at Voke School in the plumbing department. Yep, he is. And so. that's amazing. He's a, he's a very smart kid. So um, college funding, how do you pay for college? Well, first of all, you have to take a look at this thing that we're talking about called the FAFSA form, F-A-F-S-A. And that stands for Free Application for Federal Student Aid. Every student uh, must file this every year they attend college in order to qualify for any kind of federal financial aid, including grants, which you don't have to pay back, and loans, which you do. Yeah, my children were lucky enough to get a lot of merit money which was they don't have to pay back, and that was based on their GPA in high school. So if you have someone with a high GPA, you could possibly get a lot of money off your and tuition. And the GPA is what? Grade point average. So. Okay. Mm -hmm. So as the smarter you are, the better you do in the more money high school, get. the more money you're going to qualify for exactly. to go to college. And if you have mul multiple children in college, you also get um, money off as well that doesn't need to be paid back from the college usually. So. Okay, so usually that form is um, available in October. Um, this year's uh, version, which covers uh, financial aid for 2024 and 2025, as it was available as early as December, or as late as December, because the form has been overhauled. Congratulations, Kim. <laughs> I have to get back on soon. You have a, you have a brand new form to fill out. Oh, man. So have you ever heard of uh, 529 plans or life insurance for paying for college? I have, yes. Okay. And I I can talk about my situation. If sure, you want. go ahead. Um, so their dad passed away in 2014, and a majority of the estate was put into an education trust, which to me is almost like a retirement plan, sort of. Yep. And it's really helped us a lot. So I would really recommend meeting with a financial advisor and starting some kind of a 529 or a retirement plan or some kind of a college plan because I'm telling you, it is a lifesaver. And what happens if one parent dies and you need to have both incomes to support the family and help pay for college? Life insurance could be very important. Mm -hmm. So maybe you need to look at some life insurance. I've always felt that between the ages of you know, very young age and perhaps the age of 25 for your children, 
you ought to have some life insurance coverage. So if something happens to you or your spouse, there's a fund that can pay off a mortgage or pay Mm -hmm. for some college. These are just smart things to do. And that kind of insurance could be even term insurance, which is fairly inexpensive. Uh, Peter, you've got um, a $1 million term insurance policy in your life that takes you out until your youngest child is like 25 years of age. Something happens to you, your house gets paid off, you've got money for kids' college, and so forth. That's what it's for. So my, he did not have a life insurance policy, and Mm. it's been really hard. So I would definitely suggest that. I would be a huge advocate for that. And a term policy is really not that much money, um, depending on how old you are, but it's really a very inexpensive way to just protect your loved ones, at least until your children are out of the house and on their own. Give us a call. We'll make an appointment. We'll be happy to set that up for you. Call us at 508-998-8858. But right now, we're going to take a short break and come right back and continue with specifics about college financing. This is Money Wise Radio with Ray and Pete Lance, powered by the USA Wealth Group, helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to our special show talking about college financing. You know, whether you are a parent or a grandparent, it doesn't matter. You've always got concern about making sure that your child or your grandchild is going to do as well in life as possible. And often that means going to college and how do you pay for it? Sometimes grandparents will kick in. Yeah, and we've seen that before where grandparents um, will help to set up a 529 plan or do some other um, type of college planning for their um, for their grandchildren. It's a great thing to do. Uh, we talked briefly about 529 plans. 529 plans can be great. Um, really the, the biggest negative, the big, biggest con to a 529 plan is there's a 10% penalty if um, the funds are dispersed without going towards a qualified um, you know, purchase towards that higher education, basically. There's some exceptions, but it's really, the exceptions are not generally going to help you out. It's usually only if somebody gets a scholarship or um, attends a military academy or if they die. Um, so it's really not great if you don't have a higher education use for that 529 plan when that child or grandchild gets to college age and they decide they don't want to go. Well, then you can change the beneficiaries and you can have somebody else go. You can use the money for some other purposes sometimes. So there are a lot of different vehicles you can consider when you're thinking about a strategy for helping to pay for higher education costs. It can be regular savings account. It can be a 529 plan, which grows uh, tax exempt. Uh, A Coverdell education savings account. even a Roth IRA, or if you've got cash value life insurance, you can borrow the money out of a life insurance policy without income tax consequences. Or you can use a combination of these things. We've seen a lot of situations though, haven't we, when we've got grandparents who are helping grandchildren. Yeah, we see that a lot, and not just for college, but just in general. We have a lot of clients who, and it makes sense, they really wanna try to help out their grandkids more than their, their children even. I'd like to say sometimes to grandparents, if you're helping your grandchildren with college, it's the greatest investment you can ever make. More so than anything else you can put your money into because you're investing in somebody else's future that you care about. So we talked a little bit about the FAFSA form. And um, is there a special time of year when you submit the FAFSA form? I'm such a procrastinator, so I always do it right before. I think it's April 1st or something like that. Or April 15th, I'm sorry. It's April 15th, so I'm usually like the end of March or the beginning of April, which is bad. But you do need to, in the form, attach yourself to your taxes through the IRS portal. So you have to make sure that you file your taxes every year because they're going to want to retrieve that. Yeah, so I it think that factors directly. in exactly. They, so they actually drag your tax return directly from the IRS website yeah, right into nice. the FAFSA website. Which is nice, so you don't website. have to enter, you're not worried about entering the wrong information, but 
you do need to file your taxes. It's funny so. that you said that you're a procrastinator because I didn't think that you were, but we were talking <laughs> this morning money, about <laughs> having a show yeah. on procrastination <laughs> no. coming up in April. And I said, why don't we push that off to like May or June? And you didn't get it at first. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. So pay attention to the FAFSA form. Pay attention to filing your income taxes. But that's a prerequisite if you want to apply for any kind of federal assistance, probably some state assistance too, I'm not Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, but you know, another good point to make when you're trying to figure out how much it's gonna cost you, a lot of these colleges, they need enrollment. They need to get their enrollment up, they need students. So you can kind of negotiate the tuition and what you need for help and, and et cetera. I mean, I've known a lot of my, my boys' friends had got their tuitions knocked down quite a bit by talking to admissions and so it's def that's definitely another option as well. Now that's really interesting and you wouldn't have thought that mm -hmm. people could go in and negotiate a little bit but I guess at least you can find out if you get accepted to the school what sources are available to you for covering the financial costs. Absolutely. So there's both uh, grants and there's loans. Um, a grant does not have to get repaid. It's a financial aid that doesn't have to get repaid. Sometimes it's based upon student financial need. Uh, the federal government offers the Pell Grants, named for Claiborne Pell. He was a United States senator who sponsored the bill uh, that eventually created the Pell Grant program. So that gives uh, financial aid to undergraduate students who display a need number one, and have not yet earned a bachelor's degree or professional degree. Uh, we can give you some information on that if you don't have it or can't get it directly from the school, which you should be able to. Mm -hmm. um, and usually families who have an income of less than $30,000 in limited assets can qualify for the Pell Grant. The maximum amount is about $7,400 a year. Um, interesting information. So I never got those kinds of grants. Um, I didn't get any military money either when I went to school, although I was still working and earning a very small salary, probably $100 for a weekend or something like that, <laughs> serving in the military. A scholarship, on the other hand, is uh, it's a gift that doesn't have to get repaid, often given for achievement if you've done well in something. Uh, as I said, I've been privileged to have served as scholarship chairman for some Masonic organizations and mm -hmm. uh, helped to review the applications that come in. And sometimes it'll be like 50% of the applicants for a scholarship will receive a scholarship. Uh, get in touch with the Community Foundation and find out if they've got information on scholarships. And the guidance counselor offices usually have a list as well. Right. So definitely look into scholarships and don't assume that you're not eligible or your student is not necessarily eligible. Yeah. Um, one of the online scholarship search sites is called Career One Stop, C-A-R-E-E-R-O-N-E-S-T-O-P. It's all spelled out, Career One Stop. It's from the Labor Department. Or Big Future is from the College Board, and they can give you information on uh, scholarships as well. So. Um, I think I want to skip over and not say anything more about 529 plans because mm -hmm. we're rapidly running out of time. Um, I want to suggest one special tip for kids going to college, and this is for parents as well, especially. When your child is going to college, particularly if they're going away, but it doesn't matter. As soon as they reach the age of 18, they're going to college. Make sure they have signed a durable power of attorney so if they become in a car accident or something, they can't sign their name, you have authority to sign for them without spending $5,000 and having to go to court to be named their guardian. Make sure they signed a healthcare proxy. So if they need to have a medical decision made for them and they're not able to do it, they're unconscious, the parent can sign documents and make medical decisions. If you don't do those things, what? I've not done that. Oh. Can you do that for me? Absolutely. <laughs> Kim, we'll do it for you for free. Like, wait a minute. She's, she's <laughs> all excited here. Her face kept I'm getting sweating. more and more like, oh, oh, oh. I don't, like to I don't like to think about those morbid thoughts, but that's but very important. But you have important. to. I know. Because it know. happens. Mm -hmm. So, Kim, for you, we're going to do a durable power of attorney for okay. each of your children who are at least 18 years of age. Yes. Uh, they have to be 18. And we're going to do a 
a healthcare proxy for making a medical decisions. Okay. You have to have that. Yeah. If you don't have that and they're unconscious, you're going to go into probate court and spend $5,000 yeah, so. just to get names able to take care of them. Just because you're the parent doesn't give you the authority. So sometimes kids will make decisions and parents will make decisions on what college to go to based upon how expensive is it. For example, maybe you go to a two-year community college and yeah. get an associate's degree. Kim talked about that and getting some of the early electives out of the way um, you know, possibly bringing your GPA up and getting more scholarship money, but also sort of feeling your way through the college, you know, experience and determining whether it's right for you at a much re reduced yeah. rate. If you're on the fence and, you know, you're a student that you're not sure you can handle the workload, then it, definitely a community college for a year. College is different. To see if you can handle yeah. it. It took me a while to figure out how to study in college. Mm -hmm. I so thought it was fun. Well, my, one of my boys, that happened to, he went in for football to play college football, and he had to learn how to be a college quarterback and study at all in one semester, and it was pretty hard. Well, it's a lot. You didn't know it hit him. Yeah, wow. you have a lot of hours as a student athlete into mm -hmm. practices, never mind games. Um, the practices take up a ton of time, right. and then to try to study and get all your college work done, and it's a lot. That's a lot. So sometimes people will go to like Bristol Community College, which is a very good school, very by good. the way. Mm -hmm. And I believe that when you get out of there, when you when you graduate, I think it's automatic admission into UMass. Oh, I didn't know that. So uh, I've heard that before. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, subject to verification, obviously. But UMass Dartmouth. Or just or UMass in general. In general. Yep. So my daughter went to uh, University of Massachusetts in Amherst, mm -hmm. and she did very well. Um, she missed by one-tenth of a point graduating with honors because she said she partied too much. <laughs> but she's very smart. Um, she chose to go to Amherst and not UMass and Dartmouth because she wanted to get away from home a little bit. Smart. smart. Sometimes <laughs> My boys are in New Jersey. <laughs> oh, well. I don't take it personally, though. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. It's just it's a lot of tires. <laughs> <laughs> to put on my you have driven a lot. You've been a very good yeah. mom supporting. You've been very dedicated mother. Very dedicated. Yeah. Well, it's fun. They play football, and I wouldn't miss it. Um, do you think that taking college classes in high school can reduce the cost of your undergraduate education? Sure. Sometimes you can get credits. <laughs> Sometimes you can. How about but the, it depends on the college because some don't transfer over. So that's important to find out as well. So if you think about so. doing that, taking an advanced placement course in mm -hmm. high school, um, maybe uh, if you take those exams, it qualifies for college credit. Mm -hmm. So it'll save you some money in college. Um, anyway, take a look at the college that you're thinking of going to. Check it out online first, um, and then try to visit the schools that you think you're really interested in. Start having the conversation freshman year. Once they get into high school, get them focused. Mm. Yeah, my dad always said to me, you're going to go to college, you're going to go to college. I didn't know anything differently. I was going to go to college. Well, we'll take a short break, but when we get back, maybe you can talk about because you didn't have anyone guiding you when you applied for law school. Yeah, we had no guidance counselors or anything else. So we'll come back after a short break and please stay tuned. Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show or want to listen to past episodes of Money Wise, go online to usawealthgroup.com and click on the radio page. That's usawealthgroup.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Money Wise. Uh, my name is Ray Lance, and with me this morning also is the president of USA Wealth Group, Pete Lance, Peter Lance. I just realized that something was really missing and, and lacking in this show, and all of a sudden I see you pull out your file folder with quotes, <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, that's yeah, no, we haven't done not uh, one quotes yet, and um, we also have uh, our um, marketing guru and radio show host. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Kim Gioso. Hello. This is kind of fun. I think I might. It is kind of fun. I think I, can You're I be hired. on more shows? Yes, yeah, please. <laughs> Just kidding. You can be <laughs> on more shows. 
she did not want to do this, especially when we first had her, you know, starting to be the producer for the show, what, like three or four months ago? Yeah, it wasn't in my job description. And you were very adamant that you did not want to be on it. You're a natural and you seem to like it. No, it's fun. Well, uh, I enjoy it. Theodore Roosevelt once said, if you could kick the person in the pants responsible for most of your trouble, you wouldn't sit for a month. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's true. We are responsible for most of our own troubles, aren't we? Well, so I feel so. I feel like Ray is our modern day Walter Cronkite. Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I do. He's that radio voice. Oh. This is his calling. I swear. <laughs> that in, in retirement and tax uh, you advice. Just, you just open up a can of worms, and his head is going to be even bigger. <laughs> I, I I stopped at Macy's the other day. And at the Dartmouth Mall, and was talking to a young lady, and she says, "I recognize your voice. You're on the radio, aren't you?" A young lady. <laughs> that's great. Um, she was probably thirty. I don't know. Wow. I guess that's young for me. <laughs> I didn't think anybody under fifty listened to this show, but good. To oh know. no, lots of people listen to the show. I'm fifty-one. <laughs> I think it meant exactly. So you're. Well, you never tell your age on the radio, Kim. It's <laughs> all right. So. All right, but you're having fun. That's the no, only fun. important thing. It happens to me a couple of times a year, too. I, there was this woman I went and picked up some type of yard sale item that my wife had found on Facebook Marketplace, and it was raining and nasty weather, and I just said, okay, it's in the garage, and that's all I said. And she said, are you on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's come back and talk about student loans, uh, you know, sort of the bane of existence for many, many people. I think one of the things that people fear most is to graduate from college and owe, you know, thousands of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars of loans. So you'll work part-time. I worked all the way through college. I work in a psychiatric ward of a hospital on the 11 to 7 shifts. Did that one semester. That was a really interesting experience. I guess so. Um, I didn't know that. I worked in a steel mill as a Strike breaker one summer driving a forklift truck. That was a tough experience. I got hit with a lot of eggs and things. And I was just looking to support myself during the summer. I also worked as a spinner in a woolen mill at these two big monster spinning machines. So I've done factory jobs and blue collar jobs and you name it, and I've done it. So this is way off topic, but I'll go there anyways. I bought you a book that's actually more for me. It's uh, my father's life or something like that, and it's all questions that you're supposed to then fill in the answers to. Oh, that's neat. <laughs> and I got that for you a year ago, and you haven't touched it yet. I just came across it the other day. I thought, oh, this looks interesting. I think I'll read it. <laughs> I opened the pages, and it was all blank. <laughs> oh, well. Let's talk about student loans. So you have to start out with this free application for student aid, the FAFSA form, very essential. The different kinds of student loans is a parent plus loan, not based on financial need, but they require a basic credit check that goes into consumer files for adverse events. So I guess that must be the parent's credit then that's going on. Yeah, I, yes. uh, it says here parents should tread carefully here. So yeah, I didn't do anything like that. It definitely does go off of the parents' credit. We've when was the last time we did a show on improving credit score? It was sometime in the last November. year, I believe. We're going to do another November. one in about a month. We were yeah. just talking about shows coming up. So we did one back in November. You can listen to it. We um, have all of our shows recorded on our website um, to listen to our Apple Music or Spotify. But the other thing we talked about this morning, which I think is relevant and important to this particular show, is we said, we don't want to just do this as a radio show. We want to do this as a public event that we can do, you know, on a Saturday morning for a couple of hours in our office and answer questions and pass out material. Um, and we want to do that relatively soon because this is the time of year when parents are looking to apply for student financial aid and say, how do I afford it? So we've also talked about doing a show geared towards whether it's a radio show, a YouTube episode, or you know, an in-person um, classroom to teach middle school kids and maybe freshman kids all about the basics of finance since they don't do it in school, why a credit score matters, what the dangers are of credit cards, um, you know, how to balance a checkbook, all that type of stuff. Even college students that just graduated, like my daughter. I mean, she went to college, she went to Babson College. The basics of investing. <laughs> she had no idea about credit when she left, so. Yeah. 
And that's interesting because that's yeah. a financial school. Yeah, absolutely. She went for entrepreneurship. And they don't teach it. No. It's, it's crazy. Just the basics of yeah. finance and investing. So We're going to do that. And she should open up an IRA right away. She has. She did her 401k through her work. Okay. So she's. She was surprised at how small her paycheck was after she like maxed out everything. But she will be so grateful. Yes. If I she told puts her in that. the maximum amount necessary to match whatever right. the employer is offering, yep. by the time she gets ready to retire, she's going to be able to retire and yeah. be with a fortune. Well, when I was doing uh, radio show research for you, they said millennials are going to be the wealthiest retirees because of the 401k they just got in and just maxed out their 401ks and it's going to pay off for them yeah we've talked about yeah. starting early is going to be huge for people going to have a lot more money when they retire if you just start out 10 years earlier even if it's not that much um we talked really briefly during the break about whether we should mention this and we decided really not to because college counselors um they they may be able to help you but it's a very expensive proposition we've looked into it's um, two to twenty thousand dollars with an average of five thousand dollars expense so if you have the money and you don't really have anybody in your family or us who can help you out um, then maybe you need to go that route but uh, it's a pretty big expense to just assist with um, filling out the yeah. FAFSA and, and filling out college applications um, and you know you can certainly probably get help from a guidance counselor or from some family members or, um, you know, if you wanted to do a 529 plan or other college funding, come see us. Right. Well, you should be looking at um, athletic scholarships if you are athletic. Um, I never was particularly until I was 19 and joined the Marine Corps. Then I became very athletic overnight. I had no choice. <laughs> I got you a book that I'm not sure when I'm going to give it to you. I'll probably hold on to it until Father's Day. But it's a whole book about things my drill instructor said. It's just close. Oh, hell. Oh, wow. we, we couldn't read that in the air, probably, <laughs> I'm sure. Well, uh, you know, there's both men's and women's sports now. There's a greater emphasis these days on having equality between both men and women, or women and men, I should put And I think a, a lot of parents think that their child needs to go to a Division One school to get a big scholarship, but that's not the case. A Division Three school kind of combines an athletic scholarship with your GPA, and you get a lot of merit money. and you know, mm-hmm. so it's. Do you say merit money? It's called well. That's what we call it, merit scholarship oh. award, and well, they don't have to pay it back. So. I thought you were going to say married, married money, but merit money. we don't ever get married money. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you, uh, the that's average. Another show. Yeah, that's another show. <laughs> Love and marriage. To get married or not? Well, um, the student borrower leaving college today has an average debt of about thirty-seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars. That's and if, that's, that's yeah. if they're lucky. They said there's a kind of a general saying, if you can graduate college with a car payment as opposed to a mortgage payment, then you're doing well. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard of that. Well, um, there are a variety of different types of student loans. Start out with scholarships. Find out if you qualify for any scholarships, both public scholarships at school and private scholarships if you belong to any groups. Um, the Masons in Massachusetts give out scholarships. Usually it has to be a child or a grandchild of somebody who is a Mason in Massachusetts, they can be as much as $5,000 per year. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. One of the other uh, local bodies, uh, which is called the Scottish Rite Group of Masons, uh, they typically give scholarship awards for 1000 to $1,500. It all covers helps. books. Covers books, yeah. absolutely. 5000 would cover um, housing. Yeah. So if you look at, if you have a family member who's a member of those organizations, or if you join one of those organizations, you could be applying for scholarship money. But I had read this at one point, but the I'm trying to Google it now and I couldn't find it. I had read that uh, the biggest defaulters of student loan payments are those who never finish college. Mm-hmm. More than half don't ever, you know, don't pay and they just default. But also a lot of doctors. Oh, wow. um, because their student loan debt is so, so massive that oh, they huge. Yeah. don't pay them. Yeah, it's 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 almost worth not yeah. it's almost not worth being a doctor because the the huge amount of student loans they have to pay. Um, how about the military, Pete? If you go in the military, can you get money for the student? Uh, yeah, of course. So through the VA, you can get money for for school. I mean, I I haven't looked into it recently, but um, I know for sure the numbers are down for um, recruiting. So I'm sure that the packages for you know college tuition, 
are great right now, but I haven't looked into it personally recently. So I saw a big poster board in the Dartmouth Mall a couple of months ago. I don't go there that often. And it said, if you join the National Guard and do your service, they will pay in full the cost of your tuition um, for either a, a local community college or a state university. Yeah, I think it was like 20 different schools. They had a whole list of all the schools they would pay for. And that's pretty remarkable when and you think about Mara it. And Mara Healy just enacted that if you're 25 and older, I believe, you can go to a community college for free now. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Well, that's really interesting. Yeah. That's the grounds for procrastination. I was going to say, have a gap seven years. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, exactly. unfortunately, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're out of time. We've got so many more things we can talk about. But give us a call at 508-998-8858. We'll be happy to send you a copy of the Savvy Parents Guide to Cutting College Cost. And pay attention to the show because we're going to be announcing when we're going to be doing some in-person shows with a lot more material to pass out. Uh, if you want to come to one of our little conferences, we're going to talk about college financing. It's a serious subject, and there are benefits you can apply for. Thank you, Kim, so much for being with us today. You're welcome. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, Ray. Oh, that's me. We'll <laughs> be with care. you again next week on the radio. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management LLC, AEWM, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business USA Wealth Group Incorporated. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through AE Wealth Management LLC, AEWM, a registered investment advisor. AEWM does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by USA Wealth Group Incorporated are not subject to investment advisor requirements. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by USA Wealth Group Incorporated. This radio show is a paid placement.